0: beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The world is changed. Much that once was is lost, for none now live who remember it. I created it. I made it with my own hands. You have created a monster and it will destroy you.
1: Their lives are mine, Their lives are mine, all that they own is mine. I do not know your God. Who is this God that I should let your people go?
0: Who is this God? Welcome to the Unknown Godcast. Today is Thursday, January 16th, 2020. I'm Jeff.
1: Hi, Jeff. Hi, everybody. I'm Missy. Welcome. We're glad you're with us.
0: So glad you're here This is our devotional Bible reading Monday through Thursday We take a chapter of the New Testament We read it out loud We're going through a book at a time And we're in 1 Corinthians Before we jump into it I do want to say we still have some books to give away You guys We are really trying to solicit some reviews here
1: Come on Even if you just want a book (laughs) Let us know
0: We're to the point of begging here Yeah
1: Message us on Facebook or or send us an email and we'll send you a book. It's that easy.
0: we got tons of little books from R.C. Sproul. We are giving them away, so let us know. And if you can give us a review, that'd be awesome, too. Yes. Um, So, again, this is our devotional Bible reading. We take a chapter in the New Testament. We've been working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. And today we find ourselves in chapter 14
1: Getting getting into the weird stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Weird stuff and some controversial stuff. Yeah. Uh, Prophecy in tongues is what we'll hear about today. If you want to read along word for word, we read out of the ESV version. So without any further ado... Here we go. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts... For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing praise with my spirit, but I will sing with my mind also. Otherwise, if you give thanks with your spirit, how can anyone in the position of an outsider say amen to your thanksgiving when he does not know what you are saying? For you may be giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not being built up. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Nevertheless, in church I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than ten thousand words in a tongue. Brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil, but in your thinking be mature. In the law it is written, By people of strange tongues and by the lips of foreigners I will speak to this people, and even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. Thus tongues are a sign not for believers for unbelievers, while prophecy is a sign, not for unbelievers, but for believers. If therefore the whole church comes together, and all speak in tongues, and outsiders or unbelievers enter, will they not say that you are out of your minds? But if all prophesy, and an unbeliever or outsider enters, he is convicted by all, he is called to account by all, the secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so falling on his face he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. What then, brothers? When you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. If any speak in a tongue, let there be only 2 or 3 at most, and each in turn, and let someone interpret. But if there's no one to interpret, let each of them keep silent in the church and speak to himself and to God. Let 2 or 3 prophets speak, and let others weigh what is said. If a revelation is made, to another sitting there, let the first be silent. For you can all prophesy one by one, so that all may learn and all be encouraged, and the spirits of prophets are subject to prophets. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. As in all the churches of the saints, the women should keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission. As the law also says, if there is anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. Or was it from you that the word of God came? Or are you the only ones it has reached? If anyone thinks that he is a prophet or spiritual, he should acknowledge that the things I am writing to you are a command of the Lord. If anyone does not recognize this, he is not recognized. So, my brothers, earnestly desire to prophesy, and do not forbid speaking in tongues, but all things should be done decently and in order." Okay, so as we jump into chapter 14, we hear a lot about tongues and prophecy. Um, So people land on different sides of the fence when it comes to both of those terms. Um, This is primarily talking about kind of tongues here, and and some people land on the side of tongues being different languages, just all cards on the table. That's where I would land. I think we see that in Acts 2. So I think when he talks about tongues, he's just speaking of different known languages. Um, there are some who fall on the side of uh, it being kind of an angelic language between God and man, one that we can't. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I think the cl- the text here is is clear about tongues. It's it's pretty c- cut and dry about tongues. It says, you know, tongues are a sign not for believers but for unbelievers. While prophecy is a sign not for unbelievers but for believers, and it's it's cut and clear saying that if you're gonna pro- if you're gonna speak in tongues, that you need um you need what three, three interpret three people to interpret? Yeah, he interpret. seems to
0: lay down some some groundwork here. It it seems that whatever whatever side of the fence you land on, as far as what tongues, what he's meaning by tongues here, um, they, there seems to be an abuse of it in the Corinthian church, and there also seems to be this um this desire to as that's the gift, like this this speaking in tongues is the gift to have. Everybody wants it, and I think Paul's trying to lay out here um, that if you desire the gifts, you should desire prophecy Mm -hmm. more than tongues, (laughs) right? So that's, no matter where you fall on what the tongues are here that he's speaking of, um, he lays out the fact that if you are speaking in a language that someone else can't understand, you're not doing any good, you're not building them up. And as he laid out with us in the last few chapters, the whole point of the spiritual gifts are for others. They're not even for us, they're for the building up of others in the body.
1: Yeah, it it says in verse 24, it says, but if all prophesy in an unbeliever, well, it it talks about, um, he's basically saying he'd rather you prophesy than speak in tongues, because if if all, in verse 24, it says, but if all prophesy and an unbeliever or an outsider enters, he is convicted by all um, and is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so... Falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. So that sounds like to me, like when you, when you go to church and that, and that sermon just like cuts to your heart, it just is for you. And you feel like, how did he know?
0: (laughs) Or or if, or if you're, because I know I've had this experience as an unbeliever walking into a church and hearing a sermon that convicted you to say, oh, you know what? This, this is real. Like I'm. It it hits you, right? The Holy Spirit moves in you, and it hits you. Yeah, so this is, again, regardless where you land on all these things, um, I think you just read it there, but in verse 23, he says, therefore, if the whole church comes together and all speak in tongues and outsiders and unbelievers enters, will they not say that you're out of your minds? Mm -hmm. Like it'll just, it'll seem crazy to Mm -hmm. them. They won't be able to understand you, so it's really not doing anything. And then you read verse 24, but if i prophesy and someone enters, they're they're convicted right. they're called that's that's hearing the gospel you're right yeah. that's like to me that's exactly what it sounds like when you hear this a powerful sermon right. and you're moved to the core yeah that's right. really
1: good in verse 28 he says but if if there is no one to interpret for talking about someone who speaks in tongues um, he says but if there's no one to interpret um, let each of them keep silent in the church and speak to himself and to God so you know if you, if you're gonna speak in tongues and nobody can interpret then Go, go in your closet and speak in tongues.
0: Right, that's that might be good for your own edification. Right, if that's happening, but and you know, he said here he'd, he'd rather speak five intelligible words right. than to speak ten thousand in a language that no one understands. Even if they're great words, it doesn't do anything. Doesn't do any good if nobody can understand them.
1: Yeah, so. it it does. It seems like you know the interpretation of tongues seems to be the, like the equivalent of prophecy, like. If if it can be interpreted, it would probably be a, 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 a like a double wow because it's you know you got people interpreting weird stuff. A double wow. A double wow. Is that like a double rainbow. Triple D- <laughs> rainbow. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, um, this is not something that we're well versed on, and I'd like to to know more about it from a sound teacher. Because yeah, there's a, little, a lot of there's a lot of false teaching about prophecy, and that's that's,
0: that's, and, that's and tongues. To be honest, and yeah.
1: tongues, bo- both, right, both. So anyway, I, I, I shy away from it unless I know it's like John MacArthur or R.C. Sproul or somebody who I know is sound in doctrine. Even um, some some pastors that I have a lot of respect for have a. I, I'm not real sure.
0: Yeah, well, we can land differently on this too. With um, yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of men I respect and love, um, but this is one of those things that we'd love to hear what you guys think about it. This is kind of the point of the show: is as we open up the scripture and we try to wrestle through this. This is not two scholars talking about the pure exegesis of it and, and going through verse by verse. This is the kind of layperson's perspective. This is. Missy Husband and, and wife, yeah, just Missy kind of Missy working through it,
1: <laughs> reading our Bible out loud with you guys and trying to figure it out. So,
0: yeah. So, if you guys got anything you want to add to it, questions, comments, rebukes, let us know. what's well, stop mean, telling
1: people to rebuke us?
0: Well, hey, we, hey, iron sharpens iron, right? We okay. want to make sure we want to make sure we're on the right track with all this stuff. All
1: right, all right, <laughs> that's fine. You guys can rebuke us.
0: All right. So, anyway, you know, as he said there in verse twenty four, as you read. um, I think that was one of my favorite verses there, but if all prophesy, an unbeliever outsider enters, he's convicted by all. He is called to account by all the secrets of his heart are disclosed, and so falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. To me, that's that sounds like someone hearing the gospel. Yeah, the that gospel. sounds like someone hearing. It does. You know what? I am a sinner. I don't live up to yeah. God's expectation, his, his call for perfect obedience. Um, there's nothing I can do. What, what do I do? Yeah. And then you hear of this glorious Savior, this Jesus, this God-man who's come and taken on the sin, the curse that you deserve. He died the death that you deserve, and three days later, he rose again. He defeated your greatest enemy, yeah. sin and death. Before you were separated from God, now you are reconciled to God. You can wake up each day with that reality. You can live from that as you go out into the world today to serve God and love others. Like that's just to me when I see verse twenty four, like that is that just describes to me a person who was just hit by the gospel.
1: Yeah, then me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Like like you know, like I said, you know, you, you 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 go to church and you hear a sermon and you're like, Oh you, you think that, you know, that somehow the pastor knows something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you're 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 brought to your knees and then you're you're lifted to the sky. Yeah. When you hear the gospel, yeah, that's awesome.
1: So we're gonna we're gonna leave it at that on this chapter because you know we're not well versed on it. So we're gonna go ahead and and look forward to Monday's reading on the resurrection of Christ, and that's in chapter Can't fifteen. Yeah, so so look forward to that. Um, if you don't feel like reading chapter fifteen, then be stay tuned on Monday, and you can hear Jeff read it.
0: There you go. All right. Well, we hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. And God willing, we'll will see you back here Monday.
1: Well, we'll, we'll see them tomorrow. Well, we won't see you guys, but hopefully. For we'll, this show. For this. For the, for the Bible reading, for the, we'll de- see you Monday. For the devotional Bible readings, this is the end of the week. Tomorrow. I separate
0: the two in my head. <laughs>
1: That's okay. But these people are going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> and we have a show, a long form show for you tomorrow. And um,
0: Where we talk about Christian conversion.
1: Yeah, yeah. With Danny's so, back with us. Yeah, so anyway, ha- have a good, happy Thursday, and hasta luego, as Danny would say, or is it hasta luego?
0: Are you speaking in tongues right now?
1: I am. We, Danny, we need you to interpret. <laughs> we need Danny
0: to, to interpret. All right, guys, have a great one. We'll see you next time.
1: God Bye. bless.